listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in everyone, Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. And wow, we are on a collision course, a huge week in Chicagoland professional wrestling. And it all starts this Friday night. An amazing event is happening in the city limits on the near west side at the United Center. AEW Rampage, the first dance. And is this finally the time where we see CM Punk return to professional wrestling? And it's got to be. I mean, with all the hype, with AEW putting the show back in Chicago at this day, at this time, at this venue, there's no way it's not CM Punk because if it's not CM Punk, then it's a colossal disappointment. So hopefully Tony Khan has all the I's dotted and the T's crossed and CM Punk is aboard and we will see him this Friday night. I, for one, cannot wait. I'll be watching via television that evening since I cannot get to the United Center, unfortunately, uh, due to some circumstances. But CM Punk looks like he's back, and we'll see what happens on Friday night. All right, turning to a big, big local schedule for this week, and there are just so many events, I can't even talk about them all this week, but I'm going to do the best I can to get some of the top events in, some of the highlights. Let's roll. We're going to be talking extensively about Warrior Wrestling, and that shows this Saturday, August the 21st, at Dave Matteo Field on the campus of Berrien Catholic High School in Chicago Heights. But we will get into a whole lot more with our special guests for today. Warrior Wrestling Promoter, Principal Steve Tortorello, and his right-hand man, partner in crime, longtime friend, Eric Hamilton. So Steve Tortorello, Eric Hamilton will be joining us this week on Windy City Slam Podcast in a few moments. Chicago Style Wrestling presents To Hell and Back, and that show is this Friday night, August the 20th, and that'll be at the American Legion 974 in Franklin Park, bell time 730, and some of the big matches already announced for the show feature CSW champion Filth King Brubaker and his Central Illinois buddy CJ Esparza. They're taking on the Burnings Nick Cutler and Cypher. Now this is fresh off Brubaker's Hellacious title fence in that epic street fight against the ice pick Vic Capri at last month's CSW show. And that match at everything, flaming tables, um, um, stapling money to foreheads, anything and everything. Lots of blood, lots of fire, lots of fear. And this is the follow-up to that. So we'll see what happens with Filth King Brubaker and Esparza against The Burning. And in other bouts, we have Acid Jazz against Marche Rocket in a three stages of hell match. Fall 1 is a straight-up wrestling match. Fall 2 is a no-disqualification match. 
and fall three, if necessary, will be contested under I Quit rules. And the other big match of the evening already announced, CSW Women's Champion Sky Blue defending her title in a triple threat ladder match against Heather Reckless and Sierra. Moving on to POW Entertainment, they have a double shot again this weekend, starting this Saturday night at Morrison Park in Lakemore. It's called Beach Bash. Bell time is 7 p.m. Featured matches Kazile against Max Holiday. Plus, we have POW champion Scott Spade with Tiny, Pauly Tomaselli, the POW tag team champions, IPA, and the Revolution, Jimmy Blaze and Eric Freedom. Turning to Sunday with POW, it's Sunday Fun Day, and that's Sunday afternoon, a bell time of 3 p.m. at the Four Points Whiskey Saloon and Grill in Medina. And advertised for that show are Bad Ombre Cartel's Ruthless Ramon Rodriguez against Joy the Pitbull Chichi, as well as Trainwrecker, Kazile, IPA's Meat Hooks O'Bannon, and Young Mason Perks. Sunday, Gali Lucha Libre returns to the city limits of Chicago, and that's Sunday night, August 22nd, at Talia Hall in the Pilsen neighborhood in Chicago. And advertised for this card, it's pretty loaded. We have Sam Adonis, Alamis, and Mr. Iguana, who will also be working at Warrior Wrestling the night before. Plus, we have some other Gali staples, including Cody Jones, Gino Medina, Sky Blue, and Paloma Star. A couple of other little notes before we move ahead. PWX has a Cowboy Bob Orton meet and greet on Cedar Point on Saturday afternoon. That's before their big event that evening. And Rikishi, WWE Hall of Famer, will be appearing at Zawa Live in Oregon on Saturday and in Skokie on Sunday. For more details on a lot of these events, I recently posted a new story to WindyCitySlam.com detailing a lot of stuff that's going on in the Chicago area this week, starting with AEW, Warrior Wrestling, and Chicago Style Wrestling, but I also touch upon some of the other events I have not been able to touch upon here on the podcast this week. And also check out WindyCitySlam.com's calendar of events for a listing of shows in the Chicago area, Northeast Illinois, Northwest Indiana, and Southeast Wisconsin. All right, folks. It's now time for our special guests for this week, Steve Tortorello and Eric Hamilton of Warrior Wrestling. Coming up next. Check out WindyCitySlam.com for news, analysis, photo galleries, and links for Chicago and independent wrestling, plus stories on the big boys such as AEW, WWE, and Impact Wrestling. Also, while you're there, catch up on the latest episodes of Windy City Slam Podcast. All right, here we are back on the line for Windy City Slam podcast. This week, we have two guests. Uh, We have a guy that's been here quite a bit over the last couple of years, Warrior Wrestling Promoter Principal Steve Tortorello. And for the very first time on the Windy City Slam podcast, we bring on Steve's right-hand man, Eric Hamilton. How are you guys doing? Great, Mike. How are you? I'm good, Steve. How about you, Eric? Oh, it looks like he might be frozen. Oh, <laughs> Eric, can you hear us? The perils of Zoom. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Either that or he's. Re- oh, there he goes. He's moving. 
Of course. As soon as we start, <laughs> I, I start having issues. Beforehand, we were fine. And then let's go and uh, frozen. Sorry about that, guys. Hey, no problem. How you doing, Eric? I'm good. I'm good. I'm a lot better than uh, my internet connection, apparently. <laughs> yeah, so is um, the life of Zoom, as Steve just said a little while ago. <laughs> Very true. And wow, what a week we have uh, with professional wrestling this week. Obviously, you guys are immersed with warrior wrestling, but I mean, there's just big news and big shows everywhere around the Chicagoland area. And what do you think about this whole AEW Rampage deal and uh, possibility of some guy named CM Punk showing up? Please. Yes, please. (laughs) All of it. Give me all of it. I would like everything you just said to, to keep happening. Uh, You know, Chicago has kind of been uh, or become, I guess, thanks in large part to AEW, kind of the the mecca of uh, independent wrestling, um, at least in the United States. And and I think that, uh, you know, the more the merrier bring bring all of the wrestling to Chicago. And if we can do it all in one weekend. So all I got to do is get like two to three days away from the family and I can get all my wrestling fixes in. Sign me up. Yeah. You know, Eric and I talked uh, maybe a week or two ago about how Obviously, Warrior is not running a show all out weekend this year, which we had done a few years in a row because they moved all out to a Sunday. A whole lot of other independent groups are running. We already had our August 21st date for the stadium series, et cetera. So for a a minute there, we were kind of bummed. We're like, ah, you know, we're not going to be running a show during the biggest wrestling weekend in Chicago. And then AEW moved the biggest wrestling weekend in Chicago to the weekend of our show. So we are thrilled to be, we're going to be in attendance in the United Center on Friday. We are going to be on the sidewalk outside of the United Center, handing out flyers on Friday. And then everybody can keep that wrestling hangover going, you know, the hair of the dog and come right into Warrior Wrestling on Saturday. So we're thrilled. Yeah, funny you mentioned handing out flyers and stuff, Steve, because a little over three years ago, that's when I first met you. Uh, Just when I started Windy City Slam, the website. I was standing outside of Cicero Stadium waiting to get in the Progress's big show that night. And uh, here's Steve Totorello handing out flyers. So, uh, again, I just have to thank both you, Steve, and Eric for your great hospitality over the last few years. Um, Being one of the first indie companies to reach out to me to come to a show and start covering you guys. It's been a wonderful experience. And my, my tip of the hat to you guys for not only putting on great and awesome shows, but for being very welcoming and uh, very nice people. Well, thank you. I mean, that's, you know, Eric has talked about from the beginning, you know, it's who we are as people, right? That, that one of our, our goals is to treat everybody like a million bucks, treat everybody like we want to be treated. And our general mantra is come on in. You know, if, if somebody's got a talent or something that they think might jive with what we're doing, come on in. Why not? Because because we know what it's like to have the door closed. And so for us, let's open the door to everybody that knocks. It's that forbidden door. Yeah. <laughs> it's Tony Khan. Our, ours is more like a screen door. It just slides right open and people come in from the porch. Not, not, not even like a wooden door, like which is sometimes under the warrior wrestling ring during some hardcore matches. <laughs> True. <laughs> All right. Speaking of warrior wrestling, which is the reason why you guys are here, you're returning for your final stadium series show of the summer. And it's this Saturday night, August the 21st, Dave Matteo field on the campus of Marion Catholic high school in Chicago Heights, Illinois. And it just happens to be the same night as WWE SummerSlam. And now you've told me before, Steve, uh, why people should come out to warrior choose warrior and it's because the SummerSlam's on the same night. Could you just go ahead and 
tell the fans again um, how Warrior Wrestling is a great option despite the fact SummerSlam's on opposite? Yeah, you know, we, we said it um, during our July 17th show that if you're a huge WWE diehard fan, God bless you. There's nothing wrong with that. There's a great show to watch that night for you. You can go to Vegas. You can watch it on Peacock. You can see Roman Reigns and John Cena and Goldberg and all those things. God bless you. Enjoy it. What we present is the alternative. We present stars from New Japan, from AEW, from Impact, from MLW, from AAA, from the best independents around the country. So if that's more of your flavor, come on out and see us and then watch SummerSlam later. Um, but that's what we are. We're the alternative. We're, we're not better or worse than WWE. We're presenting something that's different. It's a, it's a different restaurant down the block serving a different type of food. Now let's get into this amazing card. Um, New Japan pro wrestling superstar, the switchblade, Jay White, making a rare U.S. appearance. He's taking on warrior wrestling staple, Sam Adonis, who, uh, in fact, while we were taught, while we're talking right now, recording the interview is on his way back from triple mania in Mexico. So this is going to be an amazing match. This is probably the match I'm looking forward to the most. Steve and Eric, one, one of you guys, um, tell me how this match came to be. I'll tag Eric in. Uh, um, I, I'm going to be honest. I was, uh, I, I don't have that much of the story. I, I was, I took my son to uh, Taekwondo one day and uh, I'm standing outside. There is a beautiful summer day. They're, they're working um, in the studio and I, and I get a phone call from Steve. We kind of have like a kind of a standing phone call time during uh, my son's Taekwondo class since I have to stand outside anyways. And um, so I wasn't that surprised when I got the phone call, picked it up. Hello. And um, Steve goes, so I know what we're going to do in August now. Because <laughs> we, 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 you know, with a lot of things up in the air, you've got lots of different plans, but the you know best laid plans of mice and men uh, often don't work out. So uh, we had a bunch of different ideas, a bunch of different options, kind of juggling a bunch of things. And then one falls in our lap and, and Steve says, um, so we're going to we're going to have Jay White. And, and I kind of made it, I caused a scene a little bit outside of uh, the Taekwondo studio because there I am on my phone and nobody knows what's going on. Nobody knows anything there about independent wrestling or New Japan or, or Warrior for that matter. And uh, I kind of started jumping up and down and <laughs> kicking my feet and squealing like a little schoolgirl. And um, that's all of the story that I know. Um, this was Steve pulling a rabbit out of his hat, which he... Uh, always finds a way to do. So that's my perspective. I'm going to pass it back to Steve to give you the actual play-by-play. -play. Yeah, I, just, I, wa I wanted to make sure that experience got recorded for the public to enjoy because I loved it, <laughs> hearing it on the other end of the phone where Eric's like, switch place. Sorry, sorry. It's a, and he's walking away from other parents. Um, so yeah, basically when they announced the, the what just happened last night, the resurgence event in a resurgence event in LA, I went, oh, Jay White's going to be in the States. Jay White's going to be in the States a week before our show. And so I contacted uh, Rocky Romero and said, hey, Rocky, you got a minute and talk to him. And within a couple hours later, we were texting back and forth and Jay White was on a Warrior Wrestling show. And so you know, we've been very blessed to have had Rocky in the past and Will Ospreay and Minoru Suzuki. And I and you know some of that hospitality that you mentioned earlier that we, we strive to offer people, hopefully the New Japan folks know that we're a welcoming place, we're a professional place. And I think that's what really laid the groundwork. 
So it's the work of, you know, in the, in the past, Eric was the one to really work in depth with Minoru Suzuki and Will Ospreay in, as far as welcoming them to the United States, getting them settled, making sure they understood the, the lay of the land, et cetera. And we think that goes a long way. So I think that, that it goes a long way in the sense that when we call New Japan and say, hey, can your one of your top stars who main event of the Tokyo Dome and Madison Square Garden, would he mind swinging by our little indie show in Chicago? They didn't bat an eyelash. And so um, that's how it came together. And then it was just a matter of finding the right opponent. And Eric and I talked about, you know, who would obviously be an incredible uh, challenger, so to speak, for Jay White and, and his dominance. And also who deserves this spot? Who is a wrestler that the Warrior fans have seen and been impressed by and believe in and want to see go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Switchblade? And, and the conversation did not last long before we settled on Sam Adonis. So we think this is a huge moment for us to have Jay White. It's a huge moment for Sam to prove himself against one of the best on planet Earth. And it's just going to be fun all around. And for people yeah. who haven't seen a Jay White, what is Jay White like? What's his style like in the ring? He, it's funny. My fiance asked me that this morning. She's like, so what's, what's a Jay White match going to be like? It is New Japan heavyweight, strong style with an incredible amount of speed. And I think a, a dastardly amount of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He's, he's malicious. He really is. Well, and to, to reiterate what Steve said, uh, Sam Adonis is the perfect combination of worthy opponent and deserving warrior alumni. Um, I, everything you just said about, about Jay White, I bet there are plenty of warrior wrestling fans out there who would have assumed you were talking about Sam Adonis because they are very, very similar with that style, very, very similar with their intensity and, and uh, willingness to, to just go out there and, and do everything it takes to win the match. So um, I'm I'm really really excited for this one because uh, the the way that these two line up to have just a, a great match, it it's you know stuff that's in the stars. That should be amazing. And turning to another match that should be amazing, and I'm really pumped up for this one. AEW signee. Thunder Rosa taking out the Warrior Wrestling Women's Champion, Kylie Ray. Now, I missed out on Thunder Rosa last summer when you guys did the stadium series. I think I had another wedding that day. All these, these weddings jumping in and interfering with stuff. But I'm looking forward to seeing Thunder Rosa in person for the very first time. And Kylie Ray, I mean, this is going to be an electric match. Can you guys talk a little bit about that one? Sure. This match, we, we actually booked this back in March or April, I think, um, when we were planning the stadium series for the summer. This was supposed to be the tent pole match that we built June 5th around. Uh, but then uh, Rosa was still with the NWA at that time and the NWA moved a set of tapings to that weekend and the match could no longer happen that weekend. So we worked with NWA and with Rosa to reschedule it for August 21st. So this match is really five or six months in the making. This was supposed to be Kylie Ray's return to wrestling match. Um, and, and in the time since, each of them have only grown in stature. Kylie Ray has racked up wins here at Warrior and at Freelance Underground. Thunder Rosa went on to get signed by AEW, and a lot of people are excited for her to move up the ranks there. So this is, you know, we, we like to say that when we lay out a show, a lot of the matches could main event the show. This match could main event any card. Any, this could main event Dynamite. This could main event Rampage. It could main event a pay-per-view. We're excited for this one. 
Yeah, we we go into every show thinking if this if this is it, if if the the asteroid hits on the twenty second, and this is the the last show that the warrior is able to put on, did we put on the best show possible for that day, that city, that time, that situation? And um, you know, the knowing that Kylie Ray and Thunder Rosa are both at the top of their games, respectively, and and have clashed in the past. And 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 seeing the the sparks that fly when the two of them are in the ring individually, uh, we knew that getting them in the ring together one on one was something that we wanted to do, and that as a as a company we had to do. Um, if you if you have the the opportunity and ability, sometimes you just have to do things. And so uh, we weren't going to let this one get away from us just because some some dates didn't work out early on. Uh, we kept with it, kept up with it, and you know um, respect to both. Uh, Kylie and Thunder Rosa, they both wanted the match. They stayed uh, in communication with us this whole time. And, and, and it really was a group effort to put it together. Um, but this is just one of those matches that once you, you, you put together in your head, you can't not make it happen. Now, all three of Warrior Wrestling's championships will be on the line on this show on August 21st. And that includes the Warrior Wrestling Championship with the champion Trey Miguel defending against Jake something. Talk a little bit about those two facing off. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll start this one off. Um, so, so Trey has, has been on a roll. I mean, I, I don't even know how else to put it from, from starting in, in last. So last summer, um, I think people were surprised somewhat when, when Trey emerged from that three-way uh, championship match with uh, Brian Cage and the the, the t- champion at the time, Brian Pillman Jr. Um, you know, Trey earned his way into that match. He had to beat uh, both of his his rascal teammates just to get into that match. Uh, so there was no question that he deserved to be there. But I do think that a lot of people went into that match thinking that the mountain was simply too large for him to climb uh, without you know his 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 rascal teammates there with him and. Um, he proved to the world that night that there is no mountain too high for, for Trey Miguel. Um, he, he, he finds a way he never gives up. He fights, he he's gritty. He, he, he has everything that you want a champion to have. And that night he walked away with the belt and well, actually he was carried away with the belt that night. Mm-hmm. And um, ever since he has just had a fire lit in his soul for wrestling. And I mean, he, he has, he has put himself in, in the best shape he's ever been in. He has been training with some of the best wrestlers that there have ever been. He is, he is a trainer himself. He has been training the next generation of, of wrestlers and uh, wrestling that indie wrestling that people are going to, to be seeing on our show, actually, even that night. And, and he has just been kind of a Renaissance man. Um, the, the, the old Trey of the rascals is gone and this new, highly intense and focused Trey Miguel is here and we've seen it on our shows. We've seen it defending. Um, he's got a, a great match against a, another mountain of a man that he's going to have to climb in Jake something. And, um, we've seen Jake, uh, plenty of times here at warrior. And every time he goes out there, he is a force to be reckoned with. And so he is someone who has more than earned a title shot. He is someone who is more than capable of, of crumbling a man up into a ball and just throwing him out the ring. And, and so anything can happen and it's going to take, it's going to take 
that high intensity focus that Trey has been showing us for him to show that it wasn't just a fluke that he was able to, to, to get over the hill of Brian cage, to get over the hill of, uh, of, of Brian Pillman jr. That this is something that he's done and he can continue to do to carry the mantle. So I'm excited to see if he's up for it. Ditto to everything Eric said. <laughs> yeah. Now something about Jake, something too. Um, if you didn't see that match against Warhorse a couple of months ago, that was amazing hard hitting affair between two guys that are pretty familiar with each other. And I expect no different from Trey Miguel and Jake something at this weekend stadium series. Now uh, we have the warrior wrestling Lucha championship and that's Adamis, the champion defending against Mr. Iguana. Yes. And Mr. Iguana. So a lot of people don't know him yet. If anybody was following triple uh, a yesterday, he won the cup last night, the, the scramble match at triple a uh, he is an incredibly unique performer in the sense that he has the technical wrestling skill, he has the flying ability, but he's also just a total character. And he's one of those guys where you're, upon first pass, you go, what? And then you see him and you go, oh, I get it. He reminds me almost of Orange Cassidy or Space Monkey or, or one of those wrestlers where the initial theme of what he's doing might make you scratch your head, but once you see him go, it washes away all doubt. And that's the exact kind of challenger we want for Aramis. He has faced his mentor, Daga. He's faced seven other luchadors in the War of Attrition match. And we are going to throw challenges at our champions. Like Eric mentioned a moment ago, Trey has had a great technical wrestling match against Lee Moriarty. Well, now he's going to face a monster of a man in Jake something. Aramis just had his mentor in a hard-hitting strong style match. Well, now he's going to face a very different type of competitor. And that's what we're looking to do. If you come to a warrior wrestling show, we hope that you see all different types of performers. So you've got Aramis, who's just high-flying, technical-based, incredible. And here's somebody who might be his match. As a fan, I'm excited to watch this. Yeah, Steve and I were, were together the first time we saw Mr. Iguana in person. And uh, that that reaction that Steve said, that was our genuine reaction. Like, what's going on here? And and we were blown away. I mean, we we walked away from that match saying, we got to keep our eyes on this guy um, because he is he's going places. He's got everything that it takes to to be a star in, in wrestling. And um, clearly he, his star shone brightly last night, like Steve said, winning the cup for uh, with AAA. And um Maybe that winning streak continues uh, next Saturday at Warrior. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I'm excited to, to, to find out what happens. Now, the other big match of the nine-match card, the top five matches, that is, Brian Cage's GMSI challenge for the number one contender spot and for the special Warrior medallion for the uh, number one contendership for the Warrior Wrestling Championship features Cage himself, of course, and five other competitors. We have TJP plus budding AEW stars Dante Martin and Allen Five Angels. We have Casey Navarro, and we have uh, Palais Pro Wrestling standout Chandler Hopkins. So that's an interesting mix of talent. Yeah, we really want a a barn burner. To be honest with you, we wanted a match that is going to light people's hair on fire. And so does Brian Cage. We had talked with Cage about the idea of an invitational earlier in the summer. And just the way things kind of fell together, this was the show to do it. And we also wanted to make sure that we um, created an avenue 
to name someone a, a contender. Now, the winner won't necessarily get a title shot at the next show. They will win the medallion, which they can trade in at any time for a title shot. So it's going to be very interesting to see if it's one of these newer talents or someone like TJP, who's been on a show before, or Brian Cage himself, who never actually lost the Warrior Wrestling title. But the one thing that we do know is that there's going to be a lot of flying and a lot of throwing and a lot of nonstop action in the GMSI. Yeah, we're, this is one of those matches where you're excited that the match is happening outdoors uh, so that they can't burn the place down. <laughs> <laughs> And the medallion is a very interesting concept rather than a briefcase or a money in the bank briefcase. It kind of reminds me of the uh, University of Miami's turnover chain that their defense wears. Was that where you got the idea from, Steve? Uh, that is where Eric got the idea from. I will fully embarrass myself here. My idea was we were just going <laughs> to hand the person a giant blank check that they could cash in for a title match. And Eric very politely was like, we can do better. <laughs> and so, and then Eric did better. But yeah, I, I, um, the, the, the turnover chain, actually, like literally the one that you, that you referenced in Miami, you, you've seen different iterations of it pop up in different places. And, um, you know, it's one of those things where, uh, it, it, it in and of itself was designed to be passed around the Miami defense for the player at the moment, the top guy who made the top move to, to seal the game or to, to give your offense a chance to get back in. The, the idea of it itself is, is truly just about who's on top right now, who is, is, you know, the, the hottest thing in this exact moment. And I think that um, that same concept can be applied to, to warrior wrestling and to uh, this match, whoever walks away from that. Um, there's also a little bit of like a, a, an Olympic feel to it as well. You know, the, the gold medal and, you know, gold medal ceremony type thing. So um, I, I don't know who is going to win, but I do know uh, it's a good thing we have the five guys, or excuse me, the six guys that we do, because um, that is, it is a heavy piece of metal. Um, <laughs> and, and it's going to take some big shoulders, not only to win that match, but to literally just carry that thing around uh, as they wear it. So um, it'll, it'll be very cool, very interesting. And like I said, I don't, I don't really think that there's another medallion, at least in wrestling. Um, you know, the, it is making its way through college sports and other, other places in, in pop culture. But uh, I think we might be one of the first to bring it to wrestling. So I'm excited about that too. kind of start a, a true warrior tradition, not necessarily something that we've adapted or adopted. We've kind of started this one fresh on our own. So similar to like the, the war of attrition kind of thing, we, we like to hang our hats on certain things that are, you know, warrior staples. And we're hoping that not only does this invitational become kind of a warrior staple, but also this medallion that goes with it and all of the opportunities that come along with being a gold medal winner. Uh, we have a few other matches. I'm just going to touch on them real quick. And then I have a question at the end of it. We have the Dark Order's Evil Uno against Jason Hotch. And this ought to be pretty cool. Beast Man versus Warhorse. Isaiah Velasquez versus Cole Radrick, a couple of guys I've seen in Freelance Underground and some other places, and at Warrior as well. And then we have AEW's Marco Stunt against Jackson Crowley. Now, what is this Jackson Crowley character all about? You know, I, I will defer to Marco there. So there, um, uh, there's a group called the Crowley Family, and they're a, a group of essentially uh, monsters walked right out of a horror movie. And, and they are a group of guys that Marco came up with in wrestling. Hmm. And to be totally transparent, pulling back the curtain, 
when we work with uh, stars that we, that we bring in, not only do we want to put on a great match for the, for the fans, but in order to get that, we also want to make sure the stars are happy. What do you want to do? What are you, who are you interested in competing against? How do you want to push yourself? And in talking with Marco Stunt, you know, we asked Marco, who would you like to face? Marco was, had agreed to be on the show. We said, do you have anybody that, that stands out that you want to test yourself against? And he said, I've known Jackson Crowley for years. He's always pushed me. He's always brought the best out of me. If you want the best of Marco Stunt at Warrior Wrestling on 821, then you need to bring in a guy that's going to push me to be my best. And I suggest you have me face Jackson Crowley. And that was enough for Eric and I. We were sold. Wow. And now with AEW in town, um, obviously you didn't know about the whole AEW thing up until fairly recently, I'm sure. Did you wish that maybe you could have gotten a few more of those AEW guys to come on the show? Uh, honestly, we AEW is great to us. Um, the anytime that we have ever requested uh, their people, um, you know, if, if there is not already a, an AEW commitment made to them uh, on that date, um, they've been very easy to work with, very professional. Um, and so, you know, I. I can't really ask any more out of AEW uh, as far as goodwill toward the Indies goes than they've already shown. So, um, you know, I think we, I think we have a great combination of the AEW talent already represented on this show. And um, you know, I mean, if, if you're asking, do I wish we had Kenny Omega and the bucks? Absolutely. <laughs> um, but uh, do I, you know, do I, do I feel like we're missing out on anything that, that AEW has to offer? Um, I, I don't really think so. I think we, we, we had a bunch of AEW stars on our last show in July. Um, it, we, we've had a, a bunch of AEW stars throughout our, our whole history, even, you know, before there was AEW, a lot of those guys were already working with us. And, um, and, and so I, no, I think, I think we're good. I, I like the group that we have. We have some people that we've never had before, so uh, I can't ask for much more, but the Bucks, Kenny, uh, Cody, if you guys are listening, feel free to stop by. Um, we, we don't have a skybox, but, but we will build one. If you tell us you're coming, they can hang out in the press box. Yes. Yeah, well, okay. There, there you go. go. It's a, just don't look down when you're climbing up the ladder. It's a big <laughs> on the bucks. They'll jump off the ladder. Yeah. No bueno there. <laughs> so Eric, uh, with your role in the company, now we, we've had Steve on this show several times but you haven't been on yet until today. I kind of want to peel back the layers a little bit. And what are your specialties in terms of planning stuff for warrior wrestling in terms of procuring talent, planning matches, stuff like that? Um, sure. So S Steve and I have been uh, working in some professional capacity together uh, since we were 16. Um, and, and so there have been different projects along the years where or Steve has said, Hey, I got this thing, come on in. Or I've said, Hey, Steve, I got this thing, come on in. Um, and, and kind of getting back to what Steve said about Marco saying that there's somebody who always pushes him and to get the best out of him. I found that with, with Steve, Steve always pushes me to get the best out of me, um, to, to put me in positions that, uh, I don't know, you know, if, if I was built for or ready for at the time, but, um, you know, the, the, the confidence and faith that he has in me has always shown through. And so it's given me confidence and faith in myself. So, um, when, when he pitched this idea about wrestling, starting a wrestling company to me, um, it was, it was something that I was excited to, to help out with in any way I could. Um, and, and once, once it kind of came to reality, 
Um, so day of show, my, my responsibilities look a lot different than, you know, obviously when we're not on the show. Uh, I handle a lot of the stuff backstage, um, coordinate a lot with the wrestlers getting into town, um, getting their rides. Uh, I used to pick them up myself. Uh, now that is kind of transferred a little bit so that I can spend more time on site before the show. Um, but I, I, I kind of coordinate with the wrestlers, get them in, get them comfortable, show them around, especially if it's their first time. Uh, during the show, um, Steve and I kind of split the gorilla position, if you will. He's very much the, the front of house spot. I'm very much the, the backstage spot, um, especially these outdoor shows. It's a long walk from our, our green room to the football field. So um, making sure that the people are at the right place at the right time, that they're ready, that they're prepared, that there's, there's no rushed feeling. Uh, I, I kind of do a lot of the, the busy work running around backstage to make sure that once they walk through the curtain, everything is seamless. Everything looks like it was easy and makes sense. And no one was running around coming out of the bathroom at the last minute, drying off their hands as we run across a parking lot to get to, to behind the curtain. So that when the music goes off, they're ready. Um, so day of the show, that's mostly what I'm doing. I'm doing all the running around backstage to make sure that everything that happens in front of the stage and on the stage and in the ring looks smooth and simple and easy. Um, when we're not in shows, uh, Steve and I, uh, Oh, Steve Rose. Uh, I, I, will t I will pick up the ball until he unfreezes. Um, when we're not in shows, we are always throwing ideas back and forth. You know, what, what does the next show look like? How do we top the last show? Kind of go back um, and forth. It's... What's up? Oh, you froze for a second. So I just picked up mid-sentence for you. Oh, yeah, go. It's... <laughs> I just said, when you said when we're not in shows and then it froze. And I was like, when we're not in shows, we're throwing ideas back and forth. We're kicking around what the next show looks like, um, et cetera. But I'll, I'll let you keep going. Yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's a never ending creative process. Um, and not a lot of people know this. Steve and I actually started a uh, improv comedy troupe together that uh, ran for about nine years. And um, so the idea of kicking ideas back and forth, the idea of improv comedy of, of yes and, and you know, whatever anybody gives you is a great idea. And it's your job to, to, to build on it, to make it bigger and grander and crazier. And I like to think that's kind of my biggest role in wrestling. Steve, Steve will come up to me with an idea and then my job is to, to, take it a, a thousand miles beyond what any reason. <laughs> and that's what he does. It, it is that yes. And um, idea of just amplifying it. And so something as simple as we said a few minutes ago, the, from the blank check to the medallion, how do we take um, one thing and then add to it and make it bigger and stronger. And, and so I would not be able to do the things that I do without Eric. I, I think we are that, that back and forth, you know, it's like, it's like if there's a long tunnel between two buildings, you're, it's two guys back to back walking up the wall together. And that's what gets us to the things that we make. All right. Um, running maybe a little short on time. So I just want to fast forward to the future and looking ahead. Uh, are there any more warrior shows in the pipeline possibly for this year? And will you be going back inside? Yes. And yes and more to come on Saturday evening. Okay. We shall wait and see what the announcements are on Saturday. Yes, sir. Go ahead and promote your social media, plus how to get tickets to Saturday night's show and whatever safety measures are in place. Sure, it's warriorwrestling.net is the website, has all of our tickets and information. The socials are at Warrior Wrestling, no vowels in wrestling, W-R-S-T-L-N-G. Um, it's Saturday, August 21st. Bell time is at seven o'clock. VIP Fan Fest is five to 6.30. If you want to meet Jay White and Thunder Rosa and Evil Uno and all of the wrestlers, 
that's included in the VIP FanFest ticket. So if you've never done it before, you get 90 minutes. Your one ticket pays for an autograph from every star on something you bring or buy, and it pays for a picture with every star on your phone. It's a great time. It's like a festival of wrestling. So come on out and check it out. We are socially distanced and outdoors. Um, right now, there is no mask mandate for outdoor uh, events in Chicago Heights. However, we do recommend people either be vaccinated or wear a mask if they are not. Um, we do specifically ask people to wear a mask if they're in line for the bathroom, in line for the gate, et cetera, anywhere you'd be around people who are not your immediate party. And, and we do encourage everyone, if you've not already done so, please get vaccinated and help us defeat COVID-19. All right, Steve. All right, Eric. Thank you guys so very much for joining Windy City Slam podcast this week. We will see you guys this Saturday night, August 21st at Marion Catholic High School in Chicago Heights. Thanks, Mike. Right, thanks, thanks a lot, guys. All right, another terrific interview from the folks at Warrior Wrestling. Steve Tortorello, his partner in crime, Eric Hamilton, should be an exciting show this Saturday night. I'm personally looking forward to Sam Adonis against Jay White. Should be a whole lot of fun there. And before we head on out, I just want to touch a little bit about WWE SummerSlam weekend. And a lot of people give WWE crap with the releases and with some of the subpar television as of late. But I think SummerSlam pay-per-view and the NXT TakeOver 36, they will both deliver big time. WWE has been really strong with their big shows as of late, even when TV is not that strong. And I'm thinking Roman Reigns retains over John Cena to hold on to the Universal Championship and continue his year-long reign into the future. And Bobby Lashley will retain the WWE Championship over Goldberg. We probably won't see a cash-in of money in the bank since destitute Baron Corbin has stolen the briefcase from Big E. And I'm interested to see what they're going to do with this. Now, is this the reinvention of Corbin stealing the money in the bank briefcase? Because as they say, possession is nine-tenths of the law. I mean, that's the only time you ever hear that catchphrase is in professional wrestling. Only time. You don't hear it in anything else. It's the only time I've ever heard it is in pro wrestling. Man, that's another topic for another day, maybe. Wrestling vocabulary. I mean, I think that would be kind of a cool segment on this show. Anyway, TakeOver 36 is Sunday rather than Saturday since SummerSlam is on Saturday. And I can still see NXT champion Karrion Cross retaining over Samoa Joe and perhaps losing the title down the line. I mean, some people think signs may be pointing to Joe since Cross has already been appearing on Raw, but I kind of still want to see Cross down in NXT. I love his act down there. I love the whole thing with Scarlet, the entrance, the fire, the fall and pray and all that good stuff. But I guess we'll see what happens. All right. So for next week, we have a special guest coming to Windy City Slam podcast. Frontline Pro is coming to the Midlothian Park District in Midlothian, Illinois on Saturday night, August the 28th. And Frontline Pro's champion, Coda Jacobs, will be joining us. He'll be bringing his campaign to Windy City Slam. So long, everybody.